Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. The travel and tourism sector was one of the hardest hit by the COVID-19 pandemic, leaving not only companies but also tourism-driven economies severely affected by shutdowns, travel restrictions and the loss of international travel, of course. In 2020 alone, the sector lost $4.5 trillion and 62 million jobs, impacting the living standards and the well-being of communities across the globe. Now, this according to the World Economic Forum. But as the world recovers from the impact of the pandemic, travel and tourism is bouncing back, isn't it? An inclusive, sustainable and resilient sector. That's what a lot of analysts are saying now. Audience Insights company GWI's latest travel study reveals that more than one in five Singaporeans say that vacations are very or extremely important to them. I am sure you would agree. 72% are planning a vacation in the next 12 months. I am among this 72%, I have to confess. Now, with travel finally catching up to pre-pandemic levels, what's on the minds of Singaporean travellers? And how have these trends changed because of the pandemic? We're going to be talking now with Chase Buckle, VP of Trends at GWI. Hi, Chase. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much for having me on the show, Bertie. So, Chase, talk to me more about what you have observed and found out in terms of the shift in Singaporeans' travel habits. What do they now prioritise when making decisions about travel? Well, there's plenty of good news in Singapore's travel sector. We're seeing an undeniable rebound in people's intents to go on an international trip. Now, to be clear, it's still not quite at the levels that we saw pre-COVID. So intent to vacation abroad is still less than half of what it was in 2019. But the data is very clear that travel is on the up for Singaporeans. Many are very, very keen to go on this vacation. So intent to go on a vacation abroad hit its lowest point at the beginning of 2020-21 in Singapore. But actually, since then, it's grown by over 80%. One in five say that vacations are very or extremely important to them. And 72% are planning a foreign or domestic vacation in the next 12 months. I think one of the things that really stood out to me was just how stubborn this intent is. Even during the start of 2021, when intent was at its lowest point, Singaporeans were satisfying their vacation appetites with more domestic vacations. And now that more people are comfortable with traveling abroad, that intent to travel domestically has subsided slightly. So I do think that that's evidence that people just aren't willing to give up on travel. As I said, a fifth of Singaporeans say it's extremely important to them. And when you have such a diverse and beautiful region as such as Southeast Asia right on your doorstep, who can blame them for feeling that way? Why else do you think they feel so strongly about traveling? I mean, a lot of analysts tell me it is the small city syndrome. You know, when you live in a small city, you naturally feel like exploring the rest of the world. What else could it be, though? Well, I think it's also a lot of, you know, pent up demand, which came from the pandemic. People felt very cocooned, you know, all of the restrictions and really exploring the world is really important, especially millennials. And by sort of keeping that locked up during the pandemic, it just created a lot of pressure and, you know, people's pent up demand. And what we see is that they are more than willing to try and uh, travel now. And that trend line going upwards of people's intent going to travel is very, very clear in our data. Okay, but all of this comes at a time when prices are going up. I mean, airline tickets are more expensive, hotels are more expensive, even Airbnbs are more expensive. So isn't inflation at all having an effect? Yes, yes, I think it is. But the pent-up demand is extremely stubborn, you know. So are they opting perhaps for cheaper options? We do find that through our Zeitgeist study, we did a study on living with rising costs. And we found that a third of Singaporeans have become more price conscious about their vacations. 
So that really has led them to shop around for the best deals. So they're looking at what different travel providers can offer them. And they're seriously considering and comparing a variety of different options. So value for money at 66% was the most important factor when sizing up travel services. And that was followed by a competitive price at 53%. What are some of the top global trends you're witnessing currently? Well, it's largely the same sort of picture as it is in Singapore. We're seeing that upward trend of people's intent to go traveling. Again, it's, you know, inflation is hitting quite hard, especially in places in Europe and you know, the UK, especially with very high inflation in the UK. But even so, people are still looking to travel. It's, it's really quite an interesting situation where you're seeing people's perceptions about their own financial situations and perceptions about the economy. Those are deteriorating, but at the same time, the intent to travel is going up. So it's this very strange situation where you just can't get rid of this pent-up demand, this very stubborn pent-up demand. Okay, are there generational differences in terms of preferences and patterns? Definitely. So you hear a lot of stereotypes about millennials and their sort of hunger for travel, and those do turn out to be true, especially in Singapore. They are avid vacationers. So millennials and APAC are more likely than any other generational groups to book international vacations and staycations. They really do have a very strong desire to experience new places and cultures. And they're also ahead of other generational groups to say that vacations are very or extremely important to them as well. So considering all this information, what exactly should players in the travel industry be doing right now, travel and tourism industry? I think it's about understanding their customers and understanding what kind of priorities are shifting in the travel sector. You know, people want to go traveling, but there's the actual admin side of things has got more complicated, right? You've got COVID-19 and all the different restrictions which are coming in. And you're saying, for example, that China and their zero COVID policy is they're changing their minds on this. And Hong Kong as well, they've just changed their entry policy so that there's not as much quarantine involved. And what we're finding is that Really, people are desperate to go on vacation, but it has to be on their terms in terms of the ease of travel. So I think that firstly, being very in tune with people's perceptions around their finances, offering people flexibility in terms of payment options, that's a very big one we see as well. And really understanding that when people want to book vacation, when they want to travel abroad, it's really about ease of travel. That's one of the big themes we're seeing in our data. So information, giving people the right information to tell them, you know, when you travel to this destination, these are the things you need to consider. I think really it's that information. And like I say, really tuning in to the have an ease of travel when they're going to these destinations. A lot of people in the travel industry tell me safety is of paramount concern. So you still have to invest in all of the COVID-19 safety gear, for example, hand sanitizers, masks, and so on, and make sure that all of that is available abundantly in all facilities and even on transport. What have you found out in regard to this? Well, compared to the rest of the world, Singaporeans' choice of destinations are most influenced by stuff like security and safety. And also, actually, among older generations as well, they are more concerned with stuff like security and safety as well. So I think for for these older generations especially, again, it's about reassuring them that when they are going abroad, it is in a way which is on their terms in terms of their needs about safety and, and reassuring them that it's a place they can go and they can feel safe and they can be themselves and they can go and do what they need to do. All of this will cost more also, wouldn't it, for the players in the travel and tourism industry? All of these costs being passed on to consumers, I'm guessing? Yes, that's right. So I landed in Singapore the other day in Heathrow Airport. They're now introducing stuff like £5 charges for people to just drop off a traveller. So we're definitely seeing that in many places around the world, those costs are being transferred to consumers. And 
you know, even in terms of uh, the price of flight tickets, we've seen they've got more expensive since this time last year. Is this likely to be a prolonged thing that costs will be transferred? That's very difficult to say, but I mean, given how much the industry lost and given the rising intent to travel, I don't think it's something which is going to go away overnight. Let's talk about the fact that we did see a lot of travel disruptions when travel started up again. I mean, there were pilot strikes. Even now, airlines are struggling with manpower shortages. The hotel industry is struggling with manpower shortages as well. So there are still a lot of issues within the travel and tourism industry. What's your outlook on how these problems can be resolved? That's a difficult question to ask, really. And I guess that depends on, you know, which part of the travel sector you're in. I guess my focus is probably more on the intent side of things with consumers. You know, yes, we've seen uh, there's been disruptions. We've seen really big problems in terms of, you know, baggage and, and like you say, lack of staff. But I think the main takeaway is that this hasn't dampened people's intent to travel. I think that's a really, really reassuring takeaway. Okay, one of the other things that we must talk about, of course, is sustainable travel, because I think COVID-19 also brought to the fore ESG issues in a huge way. And I do know of many hotels and other players in the travel and tourism industry that are trying to focus on the eco-environmental side of things. What have you observed in this regard? Do travelers care? Absolutely. Yes, they do care. And yeah, you're right. We're seeing lots of uh, hotels, for example, the one I'm staying in right now, you know, getting rid of plastic in the in the rooms is one thing I'm seeing in the one I'm staying in. So we've just released our main report in the annual year telling people what's going to come up in the year ahead. And the article I wrote was actually about eco-sustainability. And I think one thing we're finding, and this isn't just specific to travel, this is more broadly, people around the world are very overwhelmed. You know, we've got a war in Ukraine, we've got just coming out of COVID, there's really an endless set of crises going on in the news, an economic crisis, an energy crisis, and I think people's mental bandwidth is suffering, and it's really sustainability which is at stake. So although people do care, sustainability does have a prioritization problem, and that's not just specific to travel, that's specific to really everything that pertains to sustainability. Mm, so they may not be willing to pay a premium for such services. That's definitely something we are seeing. The percentage of people who say that they would pay more for an eco-friendly product has gone down in many of the 50 countries that we track. But I do want to stress that it's not because the people don't care about sustainability, they do, but they also have to care about a lot of other things. And when their wallets and their purses are under pressure because of the cost of living crisis, it is sustainability which can be the first thing because of it can turn into a luxury or a premium. Do you see this changing though in the near term? I think so, and I do hope so. I mean, I think that really, you know, we still have to stay on track and uh, treat sustainability as an absolute paramount thing. But I guess my takeaway would be that businesses can no longer look to consumers to be the sort of North Star about what they should be doing about sustainability. It needs to be done anyway. Right. I think that's a great message, Chase. Just one more thing, Chase. What is your outlook for travel next year and beyond, if you can even look that far, in terms of how soon can we see a full recovery, perhaps? How soon can we see prices stabilize? I wouldn't be able to comment on the prices stabilizing. I think that I'd probably be able to comment more on the recovery of travel in general. I don't think that it's going to be, we're going to see 2019 rates of travel uh, within the next year. And that's based on the trajectory of the trend lines we're seeing in terms of intent to travel and purchases of travel, travel tickets abroad, and also purchases of domestic vacations. I think that it's going to take longer than a year to recover. I could be wrong there, but especially with a, you know, a financial crisis on the horizon, you know, when people, when it starts to bite more, we might see 
a slowdown slightly in the trajectory. But I do think that we are going to continue seeing that upward trend line of people's desire to go traveling, especially obviously in the summertime in each of the uh, hemispheres. Mm. I know you said it's hard to comment on when prices might stabilize, but considering that demand is going to go up, chances are prices may not stabilize so soon or moderate so soon. Absolutely. They yeah. might stabilize um, at a very high level, in fact. That could be the case, yeah. And, you know, especially with you know, inflation and these sort of things biting into uh, consumers' wallets. I think that, yeah, you're right. It could take a while there. But um, I think that remains to be seen, to be honest. Thank you very much for your time, Chase. Really appreciate it. Chase Buckle, VP of Trends at GWI. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.